Okay, Taf Dalid in Meseches Chagiga, page four, and we are seven lines from the top of Taf Dalid Amaralif. We are at the two dots. Here we go, New Sugya. The Mishnah taught us that a Tumtum and Andragonus are not obligated in the mitzvah of Re'ir, of being seen in the Beis HaMikdash on the Sholesh Regalim. Okay, what's a Tumtum? So, so let's remind ourselves, we said in the Mishnah, a Tumtum is somebody who it's really unclear what gender they are because there's a membrane covering over the genitals. An Andragonus is somebody who has both simonim, reproductive organs, of both a male and a female. So they're not obligated to go up to the base of Mikdash. We don't know why yet. So here we go. Says the Gemara to explain. A male is the one who's obligated to, in the midst of Re'iyah, which excludes women. Women are not obligated in the midst of Re'iyah. You shall, uh, you shall remember. I'm sorry. Zechorcha is your Zechorim, your males. That's coming to include a tumtum and andragonus because they're not clearly a zachar. Kol zechorcha Kol is coming to include the katanim. Now this is fascinating, okay? Because what we just said is zachor no women, zechorcha no tumtum andragonus. Kol including children. So we're like picking and choosing over here. It seems right, excluding, including. What do you learn? Omar Mar. The Tanatodos, Zachor, Lahitzi, Asanoshin, Zachor means men, which excludes women. Holomalikro, right? The Puzzle exclude women. Michti, Mitzvah, Man, Gromahu. Isn't the Mitzvah, isn't the Mitzvah of Ria, Mitzvah, Man, Groma, time bound Mitzvah, positive commandment, Homitzah, Man, Groma, any positive commandments that are time bound. Noshin, Pitu, Rice, women are not obligated. So why do we need a specific Puzzle to exclude them? And for the Gemara, the Gemara answers, it's no, we need a Puzzle to exclude women from the Mitzvah of Ria. Why? So, I would have thought to say, Nalev for Iyah, Riyah, Mehakel, since, as we learned yesterday, the source of the Mitzvah of Riyah is from Hakel. We have a Gzera Shoda. So, we know by Hakel, Ma'ala, Noshim, Chayavah, just like by Hakel, the Gans, Israel came. Women were included in that. Avka, Noshim, Chayavah. So, I would think that my Hashkaf for my initial thought would be, listen, compared to Hakel, women are obligated in Hakel, women are obligated in Riyah, comes along the Pasuk, Zachar, to teach me, no, men and not women, kamash malan, therefore, it's not giving me a chiddush. Okay. Then the Brysa said, Omar Mar, Zachor Cha, Lahaitzi, Tuntum Andragonus. Not only do women not obligate in the midst of Riyah, but even a Tumtum and an Andragonus. Okay. Bishlam Andragonus, Itchrich. I understand why you need to exclude an Andragonus. Why? Why do I need a post to exclude Andragonus? Why would I think he's more like a male? Because, I would have thought to say, a dragoness has reproductive organs of a male and a female. So I say, listen, he's got, he, he's got maleness in his body. Okay? So, Lachayev, he should be obligated in the midst of Riyah. Kamash Malan comes along, Zechor Cha, to teach us that only Debriah Bifne Atzmehu, he's not a male. He's got a male, uh, he's got male uh, parts, we'll call it, body parts. But it really. The Torahs give me a chiddush that when you have a male and female body parts, guess what you are? A new gender. Where you're both. You're both. Okay? What's that called? An andri- that's called an androgynous. Elatumtum sveki. But by a tumtum, where you have a membrane covering over the, uh, the genitals, 
So there, the whole thing is a suffix. You're not a berry bifnei atzma. You're not like a, a different type of creation. It's a sveika who me. It's shachal lemute sveika. Do you need a pasuk to exclude a suffix? Meaning, we're saying, oh, you know what? If we're ever not sure, um, let's go ahead and take a like. Is there a, a, a doubt in the eyes of the rabbanim shleil? The rabbanim shleil knows exactly what's going on, right? So why you bring a pasuk to exclude a suffix? Says the Gemara Amar Abaye. Abaye says kishabetzav mi bachutz. We're dealing with a specific type of tumtum, where his where the the baits of the testicles are noticeable, and such a guy. Here's the here's the catch here. He's still the category of a tumtum. He still has. He, 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 we're going to call him that name. However, we know he has a, he has achros. So now here's the deal. Andragonis zachar uh, comes along the pasuk and excludes a tumtum where there is the testicle showing. So we know for sure there is a tzad zachros. Okay. Omar Mar. Then we said in the brayso kol zechor the rabbi says like that. Not coming to exclude. Ketanim, that's what you think, right? Only grown men. No, it's coming to include Ketanim. They're Mechoyev in the midst of Re'il. Says the Gemara, Vatanan, Chutz Mechir Shet V'Katan. The Mishnah says, everybody's obligated in the midst of Re'il, besides for Achir Shet V'Katan. To which Abai answers, similar to what we learned already in the beginning, Amar Abai, like Kasha, Kam Mechotan Shegiyah Lechinuch, Kam Mechotan Shegiyah Lechinuch. Okay? If the Katan has not reached the age of Chinuch, you don't bring him. If he has reached the Chinuch, you do bring him. Okay, now, says the Gemara, cotton shigia lechinuch, Rabbanu, but a cotton has reached the age of chinuch, is he a grown man? Is he obligated to mitzvahs? No, he's not obligated to mitzvahs. So, I don't understand. Well, you're telling me that biblically, kol zechorcha is coming to include a cotton, like there's a biblical obligation? Where else do you find a cotton who's reached the age of chinuch, he, as a kid, has a biblical obligation to perform a mitzvah? Who ever heard of such a thing? Gemara says, "Enechanami, to bizgerecht." You're right. Ukras machta ba'alma. There's not a biblical obligation, but the pasuk of kol zechorcha is what we're leaning upon when we say that the kids who have reached the age of chinuch should be brought. asa. So, what's the purpose of the pasuk now? If we're just using it as an asmachta, right? Kol zechorcha is now an asmachta to tell me that a katan shegiyah lechinuch should be brought midrabanan. So now we're back to square one, kind of, with the Pesach. Lamaisa, practically, biblically, kol zechorcha, what's that, what am I learning from there? What am I learning kol zechorcha? In a biblical sense. So the Gemara says, It's coming to teach us the statement that we learned from Acherim, these other Tanoim. The Tanya, Acherim Oimrim. Acherim say, Hamekabeitz, a person, we're now going to get into a list of people, who are involved in industries, they make their parnas in industries where they permanently smell terrible. Okay? Now, if you permanently smell terrible, is it proper to come join the mitzvah of Re'iyah? When if you show up, it's going it's to smell terrible. Okay? So, hamakabits. A person who gathers up excrement, Rashi explains, of dogs because you work for a tanning place. Now, we don't mean a tanning place because humans who want to tan. We're referring to skins and hides. The way that they would tan the leather, the way they would go through the process is by using animal excrement. 
So this guy's job was with his hands to go pick up all this excrement. Or a person who melts copper. Vahaborsi, the tanner himself. Peturim in Amre'iyah, they're not obligated to miss over'iyah, Mishum Shanemar, Kol Zechorcha. What is Kol Zechorcha? Teach me, where do you see that anywhere from the words? Misha Yochel La'alais Im Kol Zechorcha. If people want you around them, and you're able to go up with everybody else, without them telling you, on Shuldik social distancing, so then you're obligated. Yatsu Elu excludes the type of person, She'enon Re'uyen La'alais Im Kol Zechorcha. Who can't go up with all other males because everybody's going to say COVID, yeah, social distancing over here. They're not obligated. They're not obligated. Rip Simcha's pointing out that it seems that they're allowed to if they so want. Okay? I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. So then they, but what you're going to have to say is, is they're going to fo- have to follow any halachas of tefillah, karbanas, where you're not allowed to do dvarim shabakadusha around the stench. Okay. Now, uh, practically speaking, this is this is very interesting. That um, you know, we had situations like this, and I every once in a while, a Shiloh will crop up where you have somebody who has um, uh, I think it's called incontinence, right? Where somebody has they, they lose their ability to control their bowels, so either they ha- they have some sort of of uh, bag. That they, that they take with them. Sometimes when somebody is elderly, this can happen. And various illnesses could cause this. The shayla is, is this person allowed to come to shul if they can't control, right? if they can't control, they're going to bring it. So a gemara like this will give us, uh, will give us some insight into uh, in, in what we look at to determine uh, whether that person should be around others for the Dvarim Shepikadusha. Obviously, you're allowed a daven. I'm not going to tell a person who suffers from that that you're never allowed to dive in Shmuel uh, but there's there's interesting idea, there's interesting conversations about what about putting on tefillin. If you if you're confident that you know every couple minutes there's a you know you have to start looking at statistics and saying if you can't control your body you know do you put on tefillin when so it's very very uh, very interesting shyness over here. Okay. But that's the sugya of a tumtum and an androgynous and re'iyah. Beautiful. Then we said in the Mishnah, we're at the two dots. Here we go. First wide, uh, second wide line. Noshim avadim she'enu m'shachorim v'chulu. Noshim and avadim, we're talking about Ever Kenani, who have not been freed. So this is a full-fledged Ever Kenani, it seems, right now. They're not obligated in re'iyah either. Sounds like a bishlum and noshim. It makes sense. Women are not obligated in the midst of re'iyah kedamarn. We just explained. Zuchar. Yeah, I would think they're included because of Hakel, but Zuchar tells me they're not. Okay. How do you know that an Eved Kanani is not obligated? Here's the deal. Ready? It's Gishmak. An Eved Kanani is Mechoyev Mitzvah like a woman, but is he a male? Yeah. Lemaise, he's a male. So how do you know that he's not obligated in the midst of Ria? Gishmak. You come and you perform the mitzvah in front of the Rabbi Shalom, your master. Which means when only the Rabbi Shalom is your master, you have a mitzvah to come with the re'iyah. You have a different master. When you have two masters, ah, not happen. Okay? Uh, what about, what's, what's the Shalom? Oh, what about Evid Ivri? Okay? What's the answer? In Evid Ivri, you're not, you're not his real master. The same way you own a Nebuchadnezzar. There's, you're much more limited 
it's called an event, true, but you're much more limited in, uh, in, in the control you have over the person. Now, you could respond to me by saying, oh, you pierce his ear because you want to have one other and not, uh, and not two. In a chanam, you know, it's a good kasha, kasha. <laughs> okay, says the Gemara, Why do you need to say that, um, that an event is not mechoyev in the mitzvah of re'iyam? Mechdi, let's see, kol mitzvah shishach hayavaz ba, any mitzvah that a woman is obligated in every chayav ba, and if it's obligated in kol mitzvah shayin, yishach hayavaz ba. When a woman is not obligated in every chayav ba, an ebed is, is not obligated. Gomar la la meisha, and we know this, la la from isha. So once a woman's excluded, why do I need a whole separate limud for the ebed? I'm ravino, in itzchal meisha chatzi ebed, chatzi bechad. You know where the whole kiddush over here is? In the following case, and this we touched on also at the beginning of the Masechta, which is a case of a, of a half ebed and a half ben chayr. When somebody's a half Evan and a half Ben Chayrin, that's where we say even such a guy is not Mechoyev in the midst of Re'iyah. And Evan, you know, but a half Evan, half Ben Chayrin, it's like a Chiddush that he's not going to be obligated in the Mitzvah of Re'iyah. Okay? And we'll explain why this is Taka Chiddush when we go back to the Merbu Yadam Achlikas Let's remind ourselves right now. Basil originally said that a half Evan, half Ben Chayrin, what, what do you do in such a scenario? You work one day for the master and one day for yourself. Well, if that's it, says Beishamai, you can't do that. Why not? Primarily because he's, you're going to leave him in limbo for marriage. Right? You're going to leave him in limbo for marriage. You can't do that to somebody. Because there's Baruch who wants the world populated. So Vazak Beishamai, the other owner is obligated to let him go free, but he's got to buy his way out. He'll owe him the financial side of the, of the 50%. Now, according to this, what, what's happening is lehalacha, half evet, half benchayrin, really is is half free. So half of him is obligated in the mitzvah of Riyah, and the other half he should also be obligated in the mitzvah of Riyah. You know why? I the other guy still owns you, yeah. But since halachically he's mechuyev to free you, it's as if you're really freed already. Kind of like a shara niskal when an ox kills and it's obligated to be stoned, even if it's not stoned yet, it's considered dead. Because halacha, that's that's what it is. It has no value. There's no benefit, right? So this guy, since the owner is mechuyev to let him go. So um, he's considered totally free. But we're saying over here, says Ravina, half Evan, half Mechayr, you're taka putter. You're putter from Iyah. Let's explain. Take a Nami. Uh, we could infer this as well. Diktani, we learned in the Brisa, only women and slaves have not been freed at all. What does it mean they've not been freed? They're not freed at all, which is, uh, which is what the, the words literally mean. Listening about them, Stamba should say in Evan. No. He must be, he's free, but he's not free. What's the scenario? You talk a see from here that the Torah says, what is that coming to exclude? A half Eved, half Benchairin. He's putter from coming to the Beis HaMikdash. Okay. Now once we complete the conversation, going back to Beishamai Basil, it seems that Lafi the Psak of Beishamai, you would be obligated. Because again, According to Bishamah, a half Evan, half Benchairin, Lemaisa and Allah is considered totally free. You don't even have the status, so to speak, of a half Evan, half Benchairin anymore. Because once your other half, master, is Bukhayyiv to free you, so you're done. Okay. <clears throat> then we said, Vaitur in the Mishnah, four lines from the bottom of Dalar Amarav. Vachiger, somebody who cannot walk, somebody who's lame, Vahasuma, someone who's blind, Vachayla, somebody who's ill, Vahazakin. Somebody who's elderly, they are not obligated to come to Yerushalayim and the midst of Riyah. Tan Rabban of the rabbis learned, that's why the rabbis, Rigolim, Prat Lebalei Kavin, you got to go up on your feet, which includes somebody with prosthetics. 
Dover Acher, or you could say, Regalim, Prat Lechigar, Lechel, Lusum, Lezok, and Shini Yachulam, Lalez Braglov, meaning anybody who can't walk. Yeah, you come, you come on Regalim. Listen, if your legs could take you there, you're obligated. If your legs don't take you to the base of Mikdush, you're not obligated. The Gemara asks, We say, we give a whole group, a bunch of different categories of people who are not obligated in the midst of Re'iyah. And then what does it say? Right? And it gives examples. And it says, oh, and anybody who can't walk. Right? Classic Gemara question. When you say call, there's something else that's this, that, that's included, that we're not mentioning. What is it? Rava. Rava says, Lasuye, it's coming to include, we now talk to the Turn to the top of Dalit Omid Bez. Listen to this. Mefanke. Okay? What's a mefanke? Somebody who's a mefunik. Somebody who's overly sensitive. And he just, he, uh, he, he uh, won't take his shoes off. I can't, I can't walk without my shoes on. I'm too concerned about my hygiene. Okay? Dechsev. When you come and stand in front of me, how dare you wear shoes and trample on my courtyard? Such a person, if you can't handle going without shoes, can't come. Okay? Now, why taka, why taka are you not allowed to wear shoes by the midst of Re'iyah? We find by a holy place, by holy ground, the Kahanim. When a Kain goes up to Duchen, he takes off his shoes. When Maish Rabbeinu was at the Snez, at the burning bush, he takes off his shoes. What's going on? What, what's the deal? So there's a, there's, you know, there, there's a, a few different angles taken. It seems every, you know, the, where a lot of it boils down to is that leather shoes has to do with the food chain in the world. Right? Human beings are the pinnacle of creation, and therefore, in order to serve Hashem better, HaKadosh Baruch Hu put animals in this world that we're permitted to eat. What gives us a right to eat an animal? What makes me better than an animal? My ability to have Bechira, my ability to live my life connected to the Rabbi Shalom, that's what allows me to use all these things that Hashem puts in the world in order to improve my relationship. Leather shoes shows a level of one-upness on anything else. And there's certain times and places throughout the year and throughout the world where that message is completely inappropriate. When you have higher levels of Kedusha, for example, the Kayan going up to Duchen, for example, the Beis HaMikdash, that's not the right time to show I'm one up over anything. This is when we all stand together, you know, Al-Da'as HaMakayim, right, we come up to Yom Kippur, Al-Da'as HaKol, Onumati, we're here davening everybody, the sinners, the tzaddikim, everybody's standing together. When it comes to Yom Kippur, we're not, uh, I'm not any more choshev than you because I've got this chumrah and I'm doing this. Eh? Everybody, everything's equal. There's no, there's no one up and therefore that's, the, uh, that's one of the reasons given why it's, uh, why it's an avera, it's a sin to wear shoes in the Beis HaMikdash. Okay. Tana. We learned in the Brisa. HaRL. Somebody who does not have a bris milah. I know a family, whenever they have a, a boy, until the kid's bar mitzvah, until the kid's bris, the first seven days of the kid's life, they name him Earl. They call him Earl. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, what are you doing? It's Earl. It's Earl. It doesn't bris milia. Okay. But Hatame, somebody who's Tame Paturim in Aria, they're Pater from Aria. Bishlam Hatame, 
It makes sense why a person who's Tomei, you don't go up to the base of Mikdash Achshevu, Bos Hashem Bavayizah You come here to bring here. And Kosh Eid Babiyah, anybody who can't come into the base of Mikdash, Yashnei Bavah. So, it's included in Havol. Okay, so we understand why they're not going to come in. You can't, you can't enter, so you don't need to bring. Fine. Gavaldik. Now, how do you know somebody without a Bresmila is not obligated in the mitzvah of Eilasriya? Says the Gemara. Okay, again. Again, again. Let's let's let's, let's remind ourselves. Here we're not talking about simply the appearance in the base of Mikdash. What did we do when we showed up? We brought a carbon oil. So if you can't bring the carbon, you don't need to come. That's what we're saying. So we said, but how do you know that somebody doesn't have a brismila? It's not mechoyev to have the, the ayla brought. So Gemara says, Hamani Rebbe Kiva, it's the pin of Rebbe Kiva, the Merabe La'arel Ketome. He compares somebody out of brismila to somebody who became impure. The Tanu Gunter Brisa, Rebbe Kiva, and Rebbe Kiva says, Ish, Ish, any person who eats from Kedusha, the Rabbi says, it comes to include an Aral. Somebody without a brismila is not allowed to eat from Truma, He's not allowed to eat anything that is kaidesh. The same way, somebody who's impure, somebody who's tameh, is not allowed to eat. Uh, is, is not allowed to eat something kaidesh. Okay, Beseder. Therefore, what are we walking away with? What's the source that an aral is not allowed to bring the carbon Because he's not allowed. To, he's he's similar to somebody who's tameh. And since somebody who's tameh can't bring, and therefore can't bring the ayla, so too with an aral, he's not going to be able to bring, and therefore he doesn't come. Ton Rabban of the rabbis learned, and so should we. Tomei potter minariya. Somebody who's Tomei is potter from Ria. You come there and you should bring your carbon. If you're able to bring your carbon, then you should come. Anybody who's not included in coming is also not included in bringing the carbon. Okay, you're Tomei. Therefore, you're potter. He says, in the name of Rabbi Huda. Somebody who's blind in one eye. He's also not obligated to come to the base Hamikdash and bring his carbon. As it says, You shall be seen, you shall be seen. Which means the same way that sees the person which is fully formed, two eyes, so to speak. So too, we're only to come show up and see the Rebbein Just like the Rebbein sees everybody with fullness. And hence, somebody with one eye is not obligated to, um, in, in the mitzvah of Re'iyah. Rav Huna, Kimoti, like Rav Huna. When he would reach this pasuk of he would cry. Yeah, Bachi. He would cry. Omar, he said to himself, He says, listen to the message. That the Rabbani Shalom is, selling, is, is sending us. By telling us he sees us completely. When you have a servant. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants so badly to see his servants. The Rabbani Shalom is like begging us. Come to my house. Come to my Beis HaMikdash. Yisrachek mimenu. But over here he's, he's, he puts a separation, a distance. As it says. When you come before me, who asks this of you, Remais Chatzerai, to step on my Chatzerim? Okay? So, Ravuna would cry as to the, the realization that when there's blindness, now HaKadosh Baruch Hu is letting us know they're not going to have that ultimate connection. How do I know that? Because 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not seeing me fully. I don't, I'm not, he, he's no longer demanding that I come. There's a difference between somebody who demands that you're there. It actually, sometimes it could be annoying, but it's a sign of a relationship, right? You, get, you, have a, a, you, have a, a, you know, you have a parent who's always makbid that all the kids come to like every chasna. You have a big family, you can't, you can't make it. But there's one parent, it's very, very meaningful to them, right? So be like, no, like I got a life to live. I can't, I, you know, I can't, I got my kids and it costs money and da, da, da. Okay, but the fact that it's meaningful to them and they're demanding it also shows how, how important we are to them. When they, so it, there's, it, it's kind of like a little bit of a trade-off, right? There's a little bit of a trade-off here. And if Huda's saying, you know, it's, uh, look, at, look at the beauty of, of Baruch who's demanding my appearance, okay? That says something. He's not demanding my appearance. That's also telling me something, which is not so great. Ravuna Kimati Laikra, when Ravuna would come to a different Pasuk Bachi, he also cried. What does it say? In the Taichev is a Bakhtar Shlom about Chaltasham, you should offer the Shlomim. You have a servant who his master wants to eat lunch with him together. Yeah, he says, Here, eat with me. And then he says, No, he separates. Why do you need so many carbonos? Yaimar Hashem, so says HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We no longer have the, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants out of state, but we don't have this anymore. We're gone. We don't have it. So it's like, it's like uh, you know, originally we were invited for lunch, and now we're not. He would cry at the thought of the loss of the relationship. Okay. Rabbi Lazar Kimati Laikra, we're going to get into just other psukim now, a little bit of uh, uh, different ideas where Amairaim and Tanaim would see Psukim, read Psukim, and it would cause them to cry. Okay? I'm not going to say a name. Uh, but I, was, I was once... Uh, one, of my, one of my rabbeim was reading the Pasuk of Maisha Rabbeinu dying, and he started crying. So just, he's reading the Pasuk. You know, we almost saw Maisha, I think. Maisha died or he just started crying. Moshe Rabbeinu just died like that. You know, it's amazing, amazing. Blazer came out to like cry. Blazer come to pasuk bach. He'd cry. Wow. Yosef at Tzadik reveals himself to his brother. What does he say? Five words. Ani Yosef ha'ayd avi chay. And what happened? His brothers just stood there with their jaws on the floor. Umatay chachush basav adam kach. Can you imagine getting rebuke? From another person like that. Did Yosef even rebuke them? No. You know what he did? He just showed, that, that showed them the MS right in front of their faces. And they were rebuked. They took the Musr. How much more so do I need to be concerned about the MS? When I come to Shemayim, and the Rebbein Shalom is going to look at me and say, Come, Rebbe Lazar. Come here, Menachem. Let's look at your life. It's the greatest rebuke. No, Yosef's not saying, why should you do that? Why? It's not the way the Baruch Shalom works. You know what the Baruch Shalom is going to do? He's going to say here. Put, just lay it out right in front of us. He says, let, he would reach the Pusik of Yosef revealing himself to his brothers, the brothers with their jaws on the floor, and he would start crying. He'd be like, yeah, what a, what's, what's going to be with me? Lusted love Come to Shemayim. What, what, none to respond. Right? There's nothing more scary than straight up MS. Not more scary than. 
used Ivy Adaini, which was actually uh, Usr, uh, but uh, to bring back the Neshama of Shmuel. Shmuel said, what are you doing? Ma Shmuel atzali koi misyari min adin, just like Shmuel was misyari min adin, anu alachas kam bakama. How much more so should we uh, be afraid of din? Now, what, is, what does judgment have to do with this? Over here, Shmuel's Neshama was brought back with Ivan Yadaini. He's talking to Shaul. He says, what are you bringing me back into judgment for? Right? What's going on here? What's the story? So the Gemara explains. Shmuel Mahi, what's going on with, with this? This woman said to Shaul, I, um, I saw a man of God who was coming up. Which means two, two men came up. Chad Shmuel, the Idach, and the other one, the, who was the other Neshama, so to speak, that came back? Through Ivan Yadaini, the Azal Shmuel Shmuel went along the and when he heard himself being summoned, here's what happened. Ready for this? It was magic that was summoning him back. But apparently, what the magic does, I don't, I don't, I don't understand this fully. I don't grasp it. But the issue is, what this magic of Ivan Yadaini does is it causes the neshama to feel like they're being summoned back to the Bezdin Shomala. That's why they come. The, this magic kind of like taps in to that uh, frequency of the, of the Bezdin Shomala. And Shmuel thought he's coming back for another din when he was being summoned. So he asked, he got scared. He asked for Moshe Rabbeinu to come with him. Omar Lay, and Shmuel says to, to Moshe, Domo chas v'sholom, adino mizbeinu. Yeah, I have another din, something, you know, what's going on over here? It's, you know, now Shmuel was a great tzaddik, even he's nervous about this, you know. Kumbadai, please come, stand next to me. Deleka milso dekasavta by Raisa. Listen to this. There's nothing that's ever been written in your Torah. Deleki amte, that I have not fulfilled. And I need your testimony. Get this? I need, Maishabenu. I need you with me. I need, I need you to, you know, it's kind of like a, a, little, uh, a little bit of a karasatev over here. You know, but th- there's another element. I wouldn't call it a karasatev. There's another element over here, which is you see that when you know something about somebody, whether you're in Shemayim or not in Shemayim, you go testify on their behalf. There's a well-known Maisa with Rebister Zaman Meltzer when he was living in Eretz Yisrael. He would, walk, he would take a long route home on Shabbos instead of walking through the shuk, which would have been a lot shorter for him. And when they asked him why, he said, because I don't want to put myself into a situation where the Asid Lavai, when these Yidin who are working on Shabbos are being held accountable for working on Shabbos, that I'm going to be forced to come testify against them. I never want to have to testify against a Yid. It wasn't like, I don't want to see hills. It was, it was like, I, 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 he didn't want to hurt anybody. Like, I, I, they're going to summon me and they're going to say, you work a Shabbos? Ah, look, the, the, this Yid walked through and he saw the Chil Shabbos. He's going to have to testify. He said, I don't want, any test- I don't want anybody to be hurt through me. I don't need any Edom. And he would, he would walk the other way. Shmuel's call, uh, Shmuel and uh, Anavi is calling Maish Rabbeinu. See that, that they're, 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 the other Nisham is testifying. Ravami Kimati Lai Krah. When Ravami would come to the following Pasuk, Bach, he would cry, Vashtetin Pasuk, Yitain Biafar Piyu Layesh Tikva. He should put dirt in his he should put dirt in his mouth. Maybe he has tikva. Maybe he has hope. Omar Ravami would say, "Kuli hai He says, "This is only maybe 
and there's still suffering that's happening. Yeah? Meaning, you can have somebody who suffers so much and there's still a doubt about what he's going to be able to get. Ravami Kimati Laikra, Bachi, Pikshu Tzedek, Bakshu Anova, look for Tzedek, look for humility. Ulai, perhaps, Tisasru, Bayoim, Af Hashem, maybe the anger of Hashem will be covered over. Omar Ravami would say, Kuliyai, Ulai, all this, and it's still Ulai, meaning our judgment is a year needs to live realizing the judgment that comes to us. Or Asi, Kimoti, Laikra, Ravasi would come to a Pasuk, Bachi, he would cry. Sinura, uh, a person should hate evil. The Ehavu Taif, okay, doesn't say evil people, you should hate evil. Hate evil. The Ehavu Taif, and love good. The Hitzigu Bishar Mishpat, and, and um, place at the gates of justice. Ula Yechnan Hashem, Perhaps HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to be appeased. Kulei Hai Ve'ulai. All this, this person has accomplished. He's Sinura. Ulai, then, if you do these things, Ulai, maybe, Okay, let's keep going. Rabbi Yosef, and we, there's, there's a strong question on all this, right? You have people doing so much good, and it still seems like never enough. It could be a little depressing, right? Oh, there's, he's accomplishing everything, and only maybe the Rabbi Yosef is going to be nice to you, so to speak, right? Let's keep going, we'll, we'll, and we'll just explain a little bit. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef would come to this passage, book, he would cry, but it's the pasuk v'yesh nifne, a person, a person slips, okay, a person falls low, b'loy mishpat, without any sort of judgment. Amar, he would say, mi zimne, is there anybody who slips down, referring to death, without judgment, meaning if it wasn't God's plan? In, ki hadra vibi barabai, habishchiach gabei malacham moves. Yeah, the malacham moves um, would tell Rabivi, um, uh, all of you know, all of the uh, uh, incidents that took place with him. Now, what, what what are we talking about? What do you mean? They're sitting around telling stories about people who died, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't their time to slip. Yeah, what are we talking about? So, Amar Le'Lishluche. One time, the Malachamavas said to his assistant. Apparently, there's assistant Malachamavas. Zil Aisili Miriam, go get Miriam for me. You know which Miriam? She's the Megadla Seyar Nishaya. She's the one who's Megadal. She has the women grow their hair long, meaning she has them beautify the hair, make braids. So the agent went and by mistake brought Miriam, the kindergarten teacher, the nursery teacher. I told you a different Miriam. You're not doing your job. You're not listening. Come on. Okay, I'll put her back. Since she's already here, we'll keep her here. So, says the Gemara, what do you mean? I don't understand. There's no mistakes in front of the Bainshal. So, if she wasn't supposed to die in the first place, if this whole thing was one big, huge mistake, it's a pretty big mistake, <laughs> right? Wrong, Mary, I'm sorry. How were you able to get her in the first place? So, the Malachamavas explained... She was holding something um, like a, a stick in her hand. She was leaning into the oven to clean it out. And then she took it out and was placed it down on top of her foot. 
And by her doing that, she put herself into a danger. She wasn't careful enough and put herself into a dangerous enough of a situation. And therefore, I was able to get her. You hear Meaning, there's time. It's so fascinating. This gets very deep. I, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously not for a Dafyami uh, conversation. But there's times where you can have a time where a person's meant. Uh, there's an allotted amount of years. But if you put yourself into a dangerous situation, that's your own, you know. Because Baruch Hu send somebody to the world and say, you're going to have 92 years. And the guy makes a dumb decision. And he says, you know what, I'm becoming a, f- a full-time smoker. Okay, Nebuch. Guy's got lung cancer in his 40s. Right? What happened? You put yourself into a matzah of sakana. So then, Itaka could change. This woman Miriam put herself into a situation of sakana, and uh, she, her, her mazel was lost. It changed. Um Le Rabibi Barabayas. Rabibi Barabayas said, Can you taka do that? When, people, when, when such a thing happens, can you do that? Doesn't it say a person can slip even if it's not their judgment? He says back to him, One generation comes and one generation goes, meaning that everything's got its time and place. How can you change what's meant to be? Omar the Malachim Abba said, Listen to this, this is fascinating. These neshamas kind of hang out with me. Until their dar is over, until their generation is over. And then I bring them to a place called Duma. Now what's Duma? Duma's the, Duma was the one... Um, in charge of allowing people into Eilam Haba, into the world to come. Amar lei, soif soif, shnis mayavit. Okay, but Lamaisa, let's you take somebody before their time because they put themselves into a dangerous situation. And they're still part of the generation that's alive. So they're not fully in Eilam Haba. Okay, what do you do? What's going to happen to the rest of their time? Amar, i'i He says, if you have somebody who's a mevater, somebody who goes over their matters, they look over, they forgo, if you have a Tamar Chacham, a person who lives like a Bantaira, a Bastaira, and they forego, any years that were taken away from this other person because they caused danger to themselves, those years that were meant to be in that generation, you hear what's happening? Those years that were lost to generation will be given to somebody who's in Bavater, and he's going to live out the years of the one who, uh, uh, of the one who slipped away. Okay. We're gonna we'll we'll hold it here. Uh, we'll hold it here for today. Bezin, we'll pick up from here tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody.